Hey everybody, today's episode is going to be about RV air conditioner maintenance. So we're going to get on the roof of the RV, we're going to be inside the RV, we're going to talk about maintaining your RV air conditioner. So I want to welcome you to the show. This is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV, your best RV podcast. Now this podcast is for everybody. If you own an RV, this podcast is for you. And it's also for the guy who really likes to do his own work or the person that likes to really do his own work or his work. And also, if you want to know how things work on an RV. So it's not just 100% where it's for the do-it-yourselfer. If you want to understand things, so if you have to take it to a shop, you're going to understand a little bit better, maybe not get taken advantage of, have a clearer picture of what's taking on. So today's episode is number 87, and it's about RV air conditioner maintenance. And now, if you're new to this or just watching this video for the first time, one of my videos, this video is basically a podcast type video. So for if you're listening on the podcast, you're not going to see things like I might have here. Today, I'm going to have a few things. I'm not going to have an air conditioner, so don't feel like you're totally missing out. So I'm recording it so it can be on a different channel, you know, YouTube, Vimeo, things like that. Don't forget to share this episode or any episode with your family, friends, fellow RVers, whoever might be interested in it. And you can always contact me if you have a question at RadioArizonaRV.com. So I do own a brick and mortar retail business. I have several websites where I sell my products online, like my slide out awning fabrics, the best in the world. You can get at SunProManufacturing.com. That's right, the best in the world. And they truly are. And you can find links to all of our websites at RadioArizonaRV.com. That's kind of where it all starts. But I don't sell everything I talk about. Okay, something that I sell in the store that I don't have online, vice versa. But the store is where we get all the hands-on experience, all of the questions, the problems that RVers face. That's where we pull the data from, if you will. Before we get into this RV air conditioner maintenance business, you know, there's a lot going on in the world right now. And, you know, one of the things I say around here is we're at war. It doesn't matter. And what I'm referring to is sometimes quality issues. You know, we get stuff in from our suppliers and maybe it's a box of retail stuff to go out on our shelves and the packaging's all damaged. And, you know, they're just sending the stuff out. Shipping companies don't act like they care anymore. So we have to put the stuff on our shelves. And I said, we're at war. It doesn't matter. And I say that, not that the United States truly is at war, but man, I'll tell you, it feels like it because this pandemic is dragging on and the kind of problems that it's creating you know, worldwide, but what we truly face here in this country, getting products in on time, getting products, period. You know, my job is a hundred times harder. And that's why I haven't done a podcast in, in months. I've been so busy just trying to keep products coming into the store. And we manufacture stuff too. So I keep in vinyl on the shelves so we can make slide out on any fabrics. It's become a nightmare. We've had to expand, get more space so we can stock more inventory. And it's harder and harder to get. So much that we want to order, we can't get because it's not in stock. You know, Dometic's been a company that's been out of everything for a year. Thetford's been out of toilets and toilet parts for a year. You know, occasionally we get a little, get a part here, get a part there, get a toilet. So, you know, when you're talking to people in RV stores or in general, when they say they can't get something it's because of the pandemic, I would say the majority of the time, they're not using it as an excuse. Now, some do. They just blame everything on the pandemic. They blame their lousy customer service on the pandemic. 
But I know the companies we deal with, they're just struggling to get the product on their shelves to reship it to us or to make it and ship it to us. And when we say something is because of the pandemic, it's not because we're just defaulting to bad customer service. So I know it's frustrating because I'm in the same boat. I still have to buy things. You know, I look for some mountain bikes. It took three months to find some decent mountain bikes. You know, I had to buy an irrigation pump recently. And I'll tell you, it's been a nightmare getting some of the parts for it. Even getting the irrigation pump was a nightmare. Everything has become harder to get. And so we're all in the same boat. So you generally, when you're at the RV store and they tell you they can't get it because they can't get anything, they're probably not lying to you. So we have to exercise some patience. You know, we're under attack in different ways and, you know, everybody's suffering. So we have to deal with this the best way possible. And that's working together at some level. Not that we have to become a unified group or anything like that, but we have to have some patience, that's for sure. And one thing that helps us kind of get that new balance uh, refreshed is our RVs, right? It's a little getaway, that little tiny space where we can go get away from a group of people, society, whatever it might be. You know, we can bury our head in the sand for a weekend or for a week and just let all this stuff uh, do whatever it's going to do. So keeping that in mind, you know, now we have an RV, you have an RV, I heck, I have an RV, so we want to enjoy it. And this stuff is happening, but don't let it ruin the joy of the RV, because that's where you get some solitude. And so having a nice, cool air conditioner, keeping that RV uh, nice and cool makes it a little better, too. You know, the family's not nagging at you and so forth. So that's what we're going to talk about. So that was my little rant there, but it's just it's frustrating what's going on and some of the things that we're facing. And believe me, that was a very, very short version of what I could really say. I could talk for hours about what's happening today and the frustrations we all face. So now let's get to back to the RV. What we're going to want to do is, you know, we're going to start with you on the roof. You know, let's just get that out of the way. So whether you have a trailer, a motorhome, a fifth wheel, it doesn't matter. Rooftop RV air conditioners are pretty much all the same other than how they're ducted. Some of them have ducted units. Some of them have the controls as uh, direct response right underneath the air conditioner. That's your air distribution box, and that's it. But an air conditioner is an air conditioner for the most part. You might have a Coleman. You might have a Duotherm. You might have an Advent. You might have a Carrier. But they all kind of do the same thing, work the same way. So if you go up on the roof, you know, while you're up there, check out the roof, you know, see if there's any other potential problems up there, like, you know, cracking sealants, broken vent lids, plumbing vents, you know, you might as well, you're up there. So take a few extra minutes to do that. Do it before you start on the air conditioner, after, whatever works for you. Please, before you go up there, disconnect your power cord so you're not plugged into 110 volts, no AC power, and that way you can't electrocute yourself accidentally. So with that disconnected, jump up on the roof. Well, not jump. Use a ladder. It's going to be easier. You know what I mean, though. And you're going to want to take the plastic shroud off of the air conditioner. Some of it have, might, might have screws around the bottom of it, like a Dometic or a Duotherm. Coleman might have four nuts or four screws on the top. Whatever you have, you know, just adjust accordingly. And before you go up on the roof, you know, bring your cordless drill. You probably want to bring a 7 nut driver. Uh, a Phillips head, a quarter inch hex head. That will probably get you covered. If you have a few extra bits, why not just bring them up, you know, a screwdriver or two. 
you, know, you can't have too many tools. It's just, you know, rather than making trips, you just set them up on the roof and you're there, there. It's a little bit easier. So you're going to want to take the plastic shroud off and be very careful with this. These plastic shrouds sometimes, you know, could be up there for 10 years, 15 years, and it might be right on the verge of just wanting to fall apart, literally crumble in your hands. So be aware that that could happen. Your, your shroud could be at that point. So you're going to want to carefully take it off, lift it off, make sure it's not a windy day. If it is a windy day, don't let that shroud blow away. You know, if you can hand it to someone on the ground to protect it or turn it over, maybe set your tools in it without damaging it, that'd be a good way to keep it up there. So you take your shroud off. And, you know, by the way, if it does need to be replaced, you can get those. Any RV store can get them for you. You can search online. Just make sure you order the right one first. Get the model of your air conditioner and do that right. Try not to guess. Even though some of them are pretty obvious, not all of them are. Or you go to a parts store and the guy behind the counter isn't familiar with all the brands and types and models. So he might not be able to order you the right one or order the wrong one. And it takes a little bit of extra time and frustration. But you get the picture. In fact, take a picture of it while you're up there before you take the plastic cover off. So you have a picture of the air conditioner. Take a picture of the model number two. You know, cameras are... Well, our phone, we go without our, you know, we just need to bring our phone everywhere so we can snap photos of this type of stuff. So you want to take the shroud off and, you know, you're not going to see anything real crazy in there. You shouldn't anyways. There's going to be some dust and dirt. If you have compressed air, blow out everything out real good. And that's pretty much all you can do other than look for, you know, maybe signs of oil on the uh, compressor lines around the compressor. Make sure there's not a leak of some sorts. If Freon leaks, you'll see oil at the the leak point. And you'll also want to clean the condenser coils while you're up there, the condenser and the coils. And there's a spray foam coil cleaner. This is one particular brand. This has a 3X on it. Works great on RVs. It's foaming and you don't have to bring water up there and hose it down. You spray it on and let it do its thing. But if you have compressed air and you just blow everything out up there, it gets more of the dirt out. This stuff will work better if it has less dirt to have to process. That makes sense. So basically, you're going to go up on the roof, do an inspection, clean out the coils, the condenser, spray this on there, and you should be done up on top of the roof. And at that point, you could put the cover back on and then you're done. And so you should be able to go back down onto the ground now and go inside the RV. Now, that being said, it doesn't always go that well. Sometimes the screws might be stripped out. Sometimes getting that cover back on can be a little bit of a pain, but you still have to go up there and do it. And, you know, I would recommend recommending doing it once or twice a year, depending on where you're at. If it's an area like in the desert, a lot of sand, a lot of wind, probably twice a year, maybe even more. An area where you don't really have a lot of weather like that, you know, it's drier, but no sand blowing around, maybe once a year. Use your discretion. It's not that hard of a thing to do. The more you check it, the more likely you're going to stay ahead of problems as well. And so don't forget the cleaner, the 3X. Most RV stores will probably have it. If they don't have it in stock, they can get it. You can also go to air conditioning supply warehouses that, you know, for residential. They don't always sell everything to the public, but they might sell it. Might be higher price too. I know sometimes these places that don't deal with the public, their prices are over the top. So be careful with that. And next, you're going to go inside the RV, and you're going to want to open up the the uh, the filters. Basically, you know, each RV is a little bit different. You know, like a Dometic might have a filter that's similar to this, or a Duotherm. 
where it just snaps in, it's plastic, and the filter actually just comes off of the plastic base. Some Coleman's are like that. Newer ones are a little bit different than older ones. Some of the older Coleman's have a thicker filter, long, narrow, thick. Sometimes they're green, kind of an identifying mark. Some of the filters look like this. You know, they're similar in size. Or you can get one like this and cut it down to fit. There's a multitude of filters, and the filter is probably the big thing that you want to check on the inside. That's really the where a lot of the problems are, the inefficiency your air conditioning might have because it doesn't have enough air flowing through it. So the filter is going to be an important thing. Now, on some air conditioners, when you just take down the filter, you can actually see the bolts for the air conditioner that, that uh, actually hold the air conditioner to the roof. If you can, you can check those for tightness. If you really feel bold, you can just take the Phillips head screws out or square tip, whatever they might be, and drop that whole ceiling assembly down and do a bigger inspection there. Maybe even hit it with a vacuum cleaner with a soft bristle brush and hit the whatever you can in there, vacuum out the dust. Or you can blow it out there, but inside an RV, that'd be a disaster. You don't really want to do that. But vacuuming it out would be okay. You know, the cleaner you get it, the better it's going to be. But I'm not saying you have to do that. But if you have that down, you can definitely see the bolts that hold the air conditioner to the roof, and you can check those for tightness. Now, they're not going to be super-duper tight, but you want to make sure they're not loose either, where water could go between the roof and the seal and just leak in. Or if your air conditioner is leaking water, well, there you go. That's some, tighten up the four bolts. If that doesn't work, take the four bolts out and replace that gasket. A little more work, but it'd be worth it. But I wouldn't do the gasket unless you have to do it. So now these filters that come in an RV air conditioner you know, they're that foam stuff, you've seen it, and these are washable. So you can take these out and, you know, you can shake them out real good and then rinse them in the sink, in the hose, whatever, and wash them out. Now, they're not going to last forever doing that. You're going to have to replace them sooner or later, but you can do that. Now, there are other filters out there. There's RV, or uh, excuse me, RV air conditioner filters for the aftermarket. I don't have any with me. Um, we are out. I have them on order and hopefully they'll be here. Um, it's one of those items tough to get right now. Supposedly they'll be here next week. Um, but nonetheless, you don't need to see them. They're just aftermarket air filters. You know, there's different brands and they come in packaged nice. You know, they have descriptions on them. These type here come more in the plastic bags, kind of bulk, maybe folded up. The Medic and Coleman, they're not really, uh, keen on packaging this type of stuff. It's more of a service thing. So it just gets put in a bin box on a shelf in a service department in most cases. So these filters work great. Um, I shouldn't say work great. They work. You know, they're going to let a lot of stuff through. I mean, you can kind of see, you know, you can see through them. So they're going to let smaller things through. It's going to catch a lot of junk in the air, but it's not going to catch everything. Now, me personally, on an RV, depending on where I'm at, the age of it, I might not care. Just you know, the filter is a filter. I'm not going to worry too much about it. But if you do decide to go with the RV aftermarket ones, quite often they're much better quality. You know, they're not washable, though, so you do throw them away. But they catch everything. It's more like an uh, air filter in your house, you know, that catches a whole lot more. You know, the air filters in our home do a much better job than this. But Apparently, the RV air conditioning manufacturers feel that these are sufficient. Now, if you have allergies and stuff, these probably aren't sufficient. Where well, that's where the aftermarket ones would come in that would catch more of the allergens in the air and catch, you know, 
animal fur. It's going to catch skin. You know, there's a ton of skin that comes off our body that goes into the air. It's going to catch all that. You know, these things can look pretty nasty and dirty when they go for a long time without being clean. And so, you know, keep in mind what's on there. <laughs> it's a lot of nasty stuff. That's really going to be the, the big thing on the inside is taking that filter out and washing them out real good, letting them dry, putting them back in. And even the, the, uh, the plastic component that the filter is attached to or something like this, you know, newer Coleman ones are smaller. There's different sizes and flavors of these. Sometimes you have to bring the old the whole ceiling assembly down on some of the older ones. But wash the plastic off. Get it clean, too, because there's going to be dust and dirt on there. There's no point cleaning the filter and leaving the rest of it dirty. So take advantage of it while you have it down. Just clean as much as you can, you know, even around the ceiling. Clean it up. So your inside maintenance not is not going to be as hard or difficult as the outside because it's inside makes it easier, right? So you want to do that, and that's really about it. And the other thing to keep in mind when you're not using your air conditioner, you know, if you're not going to be using it for weeks or for, you know, it's off season, get one of the soft vinyl air conditioner covers for it. All RV stores carry them and they fit nice and they keep a lot of that dirt and junk out of there that would get in there when it's just sitting. Because there's no point in not covering it and letting more stuff get into it. It's just more maintenance when the season starts. And so that might be your, your, one of your cues too, is at the beginning of the season, do this maintenance. I know this is coming out kind of late in the season, but it's just, I've been so busy with so many other things and people are still pulling their RVs out of storage, using it for the first, second time. So I just wanted to really hit this to make sure that, you know, we, we get on top of this maintenance. It doesn't matter if it's now or the beginning of the season, you still need to do it. And depending on where you go, you might need to do it during the season as well or if you're having problems, or if you haven't done anything. This might be that reminder as you look up at your air conditioning, you see all that nasty gook in there. I mean, I was in an RV the other day, and this filter was literally beige. It looked like a piece of cardboard was in there. So that filter had not been replaced or cleaned in years. And the air conditioner, how did it work? Not very good. You know, I just put a micro air easy start on it. So they could run it on a 2000 watt Honda generator. And yeah, that's a plug for a micro air easy start. I should have brought one in here to show it to you. Awesome little device, man. Awesome. So run an air conditioner on a 2000 watt Honda or the other brands a little bit bigger. But anyway, so I started on the air conditioner and you know, I started up and it's just hardly blowing any air at all. And I look at the filter, it's just nasty. So, you know, I took it out, cleaned it, put it back in and it, the, the volume of air increased substantially. You, we need to keep that in mind, keep things clean. And it's just more, it's just maintenance. RVs have maintenance no matter what, you know, make your checklist, you know, and just stay on top of it. It's easier to keep up with it than to catch up with it. You know, we're busy, a lot of stuff going on, but before every trip, just go down your list and see what you need to do for that trip. Maybe make notes when you're on a trip. So that's going to be it for today. So RV filters, and all these filters are available at any RV store, and they are washable, or you get the aftermarket ones that are not washable. You just replace them when they get, you know, beyond whatever it might be. It's too filthy to keep using. You just throw them away and get a new one. Then for on top, you want to get the three, 3X coil cleaner, foaming coil cleaner, condenser cleaner. Stuff works awesome, and it's no mess, no water. So that makes it even better. You're not hosing down the, the air conditioner and the roof at the same time. 
And if your shroud is getting cracked and broken, any RV store can get you a new one. And you don't have to get like a Duotherm or a Coleman. You can get aftermarket ones that are better quality. I try to always get either get a Max Air if it's a Coleman, an older Coleman. They make a great one with a limited lifetime warranty. And Icon makes a really good one, too. It's much better than the factory ones. And price-wise, they're very close. It's just a better product. So if you do need to replace the plastic shroud, don't necessarily go back with Coleman or Duotherm. You can go back with one of these other brands and get a much better product. So that's going to wrap it up today. So that's RV Air Conditioner Maintenance, episode number 87, and my little rant about the world scene and how difficult it is to get stuff and how we just have to be patient. So I want to thank you guys for listening and watching. And by the way, this is the second video we've done with the, for the podcast. So still figuring out some little bugs here and there, but I want to thank you for tuning in. And this is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV. Mm-hmm.